Welcome to Student Success Stories, the podcast where current Baylor students share their tips and techniques for academic success. I'm your host, Carol Croson. Today, we visit with Toy Tennessee, a history and sociology major, about how she has been academically successful during her time at Baylor. Well, hello, Toy. Thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Uh, Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. If you don't mind, just introduce yourself to our audience and maybe tell about where you're from and what brought you to Baylor. Oh, my name is Toy Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to be a junior at Baylor this upcoming semester. I'm from Houston, so you know, H-Town. Then we come to Baylor and everybody's offering me Dr. Pepper and pointing out where all the buildings are. And I'm like, oh, everybody's so nice. This is the type of environment that I want to, you know, spend four years of my life. Great. I'm glad you had such a good experience. Tell us a little bit about what you were studying while you're here. Well, my major had changed a couple times, which is all right if anybody's listening and they're worried about um, their future. It's okay to change majors. When I came in, I was a psychology and business major. That wasn't for me. And then I switched to history and psychology. And right now I'm settled on history and sociology. Great. What about those two areas do you really enjoy? Well, uh, I want to be a lawyer. So you can major in whatever you want, really. But a big thing that helps with like your future and law school is critical reading skills and being able to figure stuff out. And history helps with that a lot. And I also just like history. I like reading and stuff. And sociology, one thing I liked about psychology was the people aspect and not as much as learning all the proteins and stuff in the brain. That confused me. So people said sociology might be a better fit and I've been enjoying it so far. Well, great. That sounds like an excellent pairing for a future in law. So that's exciting. Well, as you've been taking lots of different courses, what are some study strategies that have stood out to you that have been most useful? Um, When I came in, I remember a woman, I wish I remembered her name, that sent out uh, a specific like calendar. I'm sure you could find it online. And I found that filling out that calendar to where I know when I have my meetings, when I have class, and that way I can see where I have free time has really helped. That way I know I could study right now for two hours before I have to do anything. Mm-hmm. And even though I might not always stick to that schedule, it's good to know like a block of when I have time. Great. So just kind of being able to carve out when the study time is going to be in the midst of all your other things. It sounds like you probably have a lot of reading with your history major. Do you have any tips that help you get through those long reading assignments? Um, Don't procrastinate. I know it's easier said than done because I'm a huge procrastinator, but all of the, it might, it might, uh, you might think, oh, it's just, I got to read a chapter. I can do that whenever, but those chapters start to build up and suddenly you're reading through eight chapters of a very dry history textbook and you don't want to do that all at once. So I'd say just a little bit every day until you get to where you need it to be, to your goal. Awesome. Yeah, those small, just a little bit at a time can can really make a difference. Well, do you have any sort of 
study routine that you typically fall into as you prepare for your classes? Well, I'm sort of like a really friendly person, but I know that with studying, if I'm around other people, I will not study. Mm-hmm. So I usually like seclude myself. <laughs> My friends will be like, but we won't talk to you. It doesn't matter because I'll talk to you. And then suddenly we're all distracted. So I'm usually in my room or if there's a study area, I'll usually go there. Um, and I just lay out what I have to do. And I usually prioritize what's due soonest or what is worth the biggest amount of my grade, pretty much. Um, because I remember one time freshman year, I had to write like an eight page paper and it was due the next day. And I never want to do that again. That was awful. So I've been working on um, finishing stuff before it's due. Great. Yes, that sounds like a really good strategy of prioritizing with due date. But also, I love what you mentioned about seeing how much weight of the grade different assignments will be. Um, And all that information is typically on the syllabus. So a lot of times, I know, at least I can speak for myself, I really would use the syllabus mainly to see the the schedule. Like, okay, what reading are we going to be looking at today? what assignments are due, when's the test, when's the paper due, but it's good to not forget that typically in a syllabus, there's also the percentage breakdown about how how different assignments are going to um, be weighted as far as the grade goes, so that's great, great information there. Um, you mentioned that you like to study in your room, Um, and kind of on your own, do you have any other specific study spaces that work well for you when you need that quiet, um, quiet study time? There's, I believe the second floor of Moody has like little cubicles. So if you can get there before they're taken up, those are pretty good. They even have outlets and stuff to charge your different electronics. (laughs) Also, some of my friends are business majors. So I'll have them um, rent out one of the study rooms in the business building and we can go there sometimes because those are, they're not soundproof, but they're very like structured off from all the noise. Mm -hmm. They're on like the third floor, I think. They're pretty good. That's awesome. Do you have any places you like off campus? Um, well, I did not have a car before, so I didn't really go places. Sure. Common Ground is really good. That was really near my dorm. Mm-hmm. It's usually because, you know, it's a business, so it's bustling, but it's really nice to just sit there. And then you have coffee right there. There you go. I know. I feel like if, if you can find a place with coffee and electrical outlets to charge everything, then you're in business. Good. Yeah. Well, um, sometimes one of our greatest teachers is a challenge we've overcome or maybe even a mistake we've made that we've learned from. And have you ever had an experience like that that you might be able to share? Um, Probably just dealing with all my procrastination because it's, I feel like a lot of people in high school, maybe they were overachievers or they didn't have to try as hard during high school. So they get to college thinking it would be the same thing, and it's not. It is a much different beast because your teachers aren't going to tell you when stuff is due. You're just supposed to read the syllabus, and you're supposed to know. And I would always think, well, I can just do it. It's fine. I can write this paper anytime. No, I've had to start at least 
having a rough draft or an outline or something ready because I took my first high school, not high school, college level history class because I came up with a bunch of history credits. So I took an upper level course and one, I didn't know anything because high school history is not the best all the time. I did not know what he was talking about with all these Roman and Greek names. I had no clue what he was talking about. And then I had to write the largest paper I'd ever written. And I waited far too long and wrote it the night before. And it was finals week. So I wrote it, turned it in, slept for an hour and a half, and then had to go take a final. And that was easily the worst, like, 36 hours of my life. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Wow. It it does take sometimes just learning from those experiences about what to do differently next time. And has that significantly impacted your preparation efforts now? Yeah, yeah, it really has. Uh, I'll usually try to have an outline and then a rough draft and then work off of that. I try to have my papers done at least like four days before they're due. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's way better than the night before. Oh, that's a great goal. And then you have time to talk to your professor about any any adjustments or anything you might want to make. So that's nice. Yeah. I always felt like writing the rough draft was the most difficult thing. And then once you had something to work with, to edit and that sort of thing, it made it a little a little bit less stressful. Well, great. Well, what are some organizations that you've gotten involved in since you've come to Baylor? I've got involved in quite a few. Um, I'm in NAACP, of course, always a great group of people. Uh, I'm in the Black Student Union. I'm in a multicultural Bible study called The Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also in the Ethiopian and Eritrean Student Association. I'm not Ethiopian, but you don't have to be to be a part of it. So if you just want, you know, a new culture to look into, that's a good way to go. And I'm also in uh, a mental health group called Active Minds, which has been really great because college is stressful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, having a place to go and talk about it is really nice. That's awesome. It sounds like you have a really neat variety of types of groups that you're involved in. How did you decide Mm -hmm. how much to be involved in student organizations and which organizations you wanted to choose? I don't know how I decided how much. I think I'm at a nice balance. I usually have some free time to do Mm -hmm. what I need to do, but I don't feel too busy. I like to feel a little busy or else I'll know I'll just sit in my room all day watching Netflix or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for finding the organization, uh, I used the Mosaic Mixer. That was a neat way to find um, more ethnic groups because I'm black myself and walking into Baylor, which is, you know, predominantly white. Uh, I was looking for people that would be uh, more like me, I suppose. And the Mosaic Mixer really helped. And then uh, we've all had our mental health struggles and he's learning about active minds. I was like, I got to be a part of this. I got to help, you know, give back, especially since I know how hard it can be just adjusting and getting used to college and all the work and everything. Great. I'm so glad you found these different groups. They sound really, really amazing. Um, Thinking through, 
through that you are involved in a lot of different groups. And of course, you have your schoolwork that takes up a lot of time. Do you have any sort of time management tool that you use? I know you mentioned the calendar that you had gotten in an email that you used to fill out. Is there anything else you use to kind of keep your days straight? Uh, I have a lot of alarms set on my phone. I have okay. quite a bit of alarms. Um, they're all named with what the alarm is for, and it keeps me on time. I also, every 15 minutes, the bell goes off, and I'm like, okay, I have this amount of time to get wherever I'm going because I hear the bell going off. That's good. So I pretty much just use alarms in that calendar. That's awesome. Kind of gets your... It's your attention because it's easy to get focused on something. And so you have something that alerts you. I bet you're pretty sensitive to be able to hear that. You you know that sound really clearly when it's time to move to the next thing. Um, yeah. What advice? I know I'm hoping that we have some incoming students that are listening um, to our conversation today. And do you have any words of wisdom that you would share with your first semester self? Um, don't panic. Uh, it's okay to switch majors, and it's not as difficult as you think it will be. College is hard, but it's also really fun, and you can't keep focused on all the hard, difficult stuff. You have to also make time to hang out with friends and stuff. And remember that college is an experience, not like a job. I know we're paying to come here, but it doesn't mean you have to spend every moment of your college time, like in the library or talking to a teacher. You can find, you can fit some fun in there. It's easy to be a little overwhelmed, especially at the beginning with all the assignments and all the new things. So that's very well stated. Well, we mentioned earlier that having coffee when we study it can be helpful to some people. Do you have a particular coffee order that you like when you're studying? Now, I'm like an old lady. I didn't get into Starbucks until coming to college, and I had to ask my friend, how do I order? So I pretty much order all the time a venti ice caramel macchiato. I've started to venture out into different coffees, but that one's still my favorite. That's a standard. That'll always work, right? Good deal. Yeah. All right. Um, do you have any resources you've utilized at Baylor that have been especially helpful? Um, the library is great. If you can find for whatever class you're working on, there's usually like a dedicated research person there that you can go talk to and they can help you find sources, especially primary sources, which are tricky to find depending on what you're looking for. And they even have a research paper writing guide to where you put in when the paper is due and they'll give you like gentle reminders saying, hey, you should have your thesis done or hey, you should have the outline done by today. And so it helps you increment your way to having the full paper done. Yeah, that is a really helpful, helpful tool to break it down into smaller pieces, isn't it? Awesome. Mm -hmm. There's also the writing center, which oh. is great. Yes. Good. Yes. I bet especially for you, you have a lot of papers that come with your, uh, with your majors. So that's good. Um, thinking about all the studying and those sorts of things, 
What do you like to do for a steady break? For a break, um, I usually get on my phone because it's I keep it face down when I need to focus. I keep it away so I won't be tempted. <clears throat> so I'll usually finally get break out the phone and I'll go on Twitter or check Snapchat or something like that. Just something for a small break to where I won't get too invested. Good. Maybe watch a video or something. Yeah. It's good. It's kind of like a reward for keeping it face down while you were while you were working. Then you can see what all's been going on. Well, Toy, I just have one more question for you today, and I really appreciate all your time and information you've shared. But when you think about your life after Baylor, what are some of your hopes for what that looks like? I am hoping 100% for law school. Don't know where I want to go yet. That's always a struggle, whether I want to stay in Texas or go out of Texas. But 100%, I plan on going to law school. Then I'm really hoping to, you know, get a job immediately Uh (laughs) after law school so I can start paying off these loans that I've been accumulating and, you know, finally get money to enjoy myself and not have to worry about, I need to buy $800 worth of textbooks. Yes. Oh, wow. Is there any particular area of law that you're most interested in or you just kind of like it all? Um, I'm actually, because I have an internship right now under a corporate lawyer, I've been getting a little bit of that life. Um, I hope to get an internship with a criminal lawyer so I can see what that's all about because I don't really know what part of law I want to go into yet. I want to experience some of it before making a decision. That sounds very wise, and I'm so glad that you have found some internships where you can get this great experience. Um, how, if you don't mind sharing with us, kind of, what was your process for finding some these this internship that you have right now? Asking people, I asked, I talked to so many people, be like, "Hey, you know any lawyers?" Or <laughs> uh, I went, I would say, if there's um, some type of organization or an event happening catered towards what you want to do with your life, go to it. Cause I went to NAACP did an event about young black Baylor alumni and their jobs. And there was a lawyer there and I was like, Hey, do you need an intern? Yeah. <laughs> and I've been talking to her and she's great. She even wanted me to um, sit in, on a case that just happened between an officer and an assault case. And it was, Waco was a buzz, but I couldn't make it out there, unfortunately. So I would have done it in a heartbeat. But I would say talk to as many people as you can because you never know who might help you. And don't be nervous to be like, I have a resume on file if you need it. Because you can ask my friends. They always laugh. But you never know. If you ask, someone might say, yeah, let me see your resume. So Awesome. So you're always prepared. Well, that is great. Yes, I think using your network and then, like you said, going to events that are going to be on campus, um, checking with career and professional development, too, might be even another way to get an internship. So thanks for sharing that. I think sometimes it's really exciting to hear that people have internships and they're so important for really getting a real life picture of what that work is like 
Um, but sometimes it's challenging to think how, how they got to the internship. So thanks for sharing your story, Toy. And thanks for visiting with us today. I hope you have a great rest of the day and we'll see you soon. All right. Thank you again. During the interview, Toy mentioned the Mosaic Mixer as a great event where she got connected with different organizations she's really valued while she's been on campus. This year's Mosaic Mixer for fall 2018 will be held on Wednesday, August 22nd. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can see all that information. Also, another event for getting connected with student organizations on campus will be held on Friday, August 24th, called Late Night. I'll put a link there so you can see more details about that event as well. If you happen to be listening to this episode after both of those events have occurred for the fall, have no fear. I've put other links in the show notes and you can find out more information on different ways to get connected with our student organizations on campus. There's still always time to find a group that's right for you. Other resources Toy mentioned in our interview will also be linked in the show notes. You can find our show notes at baylor.edu SSI podcast. Thanks so much for listening to Student Success Stories and follow us on Instagram for more information at Student Success Stories. Thanks for listening. Cheery Monday by Kevin McLeod. You can find more of Kevin's music at incompetech.com.